This is Carl the Jackal Frampton. Hi, this is David Healy. Hello, this is Stephen Ferris. Hi, I'm Bethany Ferris. Hi, this is Joey Barton. I'm Jonas Gutierrez. Hi, this is Harry Kewell. And you're, you're listening, listening to, to The Score. score. The Score with Michael Clark. I'm a man. I'm a man. Hello and welcome along to The Score with me, Michael Clark. We are back for another week and three great guests join us on this week's show. From Carrick Rangers, Andrew Mitchell, he will be on the way. Tell us all about that big win against Linfield and look ahead to their game this weekend against Glenavon. Plus, John McGovern of Newry City will be reflecting on his two goals in a 5-1 win away to Glenavon on Tuesday night. What a match that was. And as if that wasn't enough, somebody that is on the move at a new club, Aaron Trainer. he has swapped Corian for Cliftonville. He'll be joining us later on in the programme to speak of his excitement of a new club, a new challenge, and I'm sure share some fond memories of his time at Ballycastle Road. It's all coming up right here on The Score. The Score with Michael Clark. Hello there, time to do it all again for another week. Wonderful. Love this time of the week where we just worry about football. What else is there? Uh, It does feel like you have so many places now we can get your Irish League fix, people popping up with things on social media, with new podcasts and all the rest of it. But in that time when all that's going on and your attention is being pulled in all sorts of directions, it is incredible and it's so appreciated on our end that not only are you sticking with us, that our numbers are growing. In fact, two of our first few episodes of the new season are among our most listened to ever already. Within a week of one coming out, a couple of weeks of the other coming out. So our audience is growing. The league's audience is growing. The momentum is there. And it's a real privilege to sit here and share it all with you. Uh, Now, we're not going to pat ourselves on the back for the programme but I I always like to place on record my appreciation because um, it's heartfelt, it's sincere what a weekend as well that it's shaping up to be potentially I am getting my first taste of Irish League action, I'm behind everybody else I'm getting my first taste of Irish League action tonight, Friday night, Crusaders versus Larne at Seaview, I will be there I cannot wait, I have loved my holidays, I really really have, but now time to get stuck into the season And I know I've been bringing you the show and I've been previewing and reviewing and chatting and all the rest of it. But the one thing that's been missing is me in one of those grounds watching it happen. And uh, it's nice to be able to do that now. Not that it wasn't nice to be in Italy. (laughs) Believe me, it was very nice. Um, I had a lovely time and I feel recharged and um, now just raring to go. Crusaders against Lorne. Exciting match. Dungan and Swifts against Coleraine, the other Friday night fixture. So Crusaders and Coleraine both have the opportunity to, at least for the time being, jump ahead of Glentorn and go top of the table. Who will it be of those two at the moment? They both have nine points. They also have identical goal difference, uh, identical records. Played four, won three, lost one, scored ten, conceded six, 
goal difference for. Uh, rather strange, but it's only four games in. And uh, another team who has that record but a different goal difference is Cliftonville, but they have to wait a little longer till they are in action because they play away to Portadown at Shamrock Park on Saturday as one of four three o'clock kickoffs. The others see Glentoran take on Newry, Glenavon host to Carrick Rangers, and Linfield really having to try and lick their wounds. They go to Ballymena United where I'm sure they'll face another stern challenge. And on Linfield, I know loads of you have been gloating and enjoying their very, very forgettable week. Um, a week, well, probably unforgettable really. A week they'd hoped to forget. Especially the loss on penalties to RFS after drawing with them twice. And anyone that watched both games will know that there's no way they should have drawn either game, let alone both and for it to go to penalties in the fashion that it did when the game could have been killed and they end up conceding with barely any time on the clock to a player who's only returning from injury who left it all out there in Jimmy Callagher who rarely ever makes a mistake and he slices one, it hits the crossbar and goes over the line and it goes to penalties and I think they just hadn't quite got over the heartbreak of the finish to that game and then that told they weren't clinical enough that's also the truth of the matter and they went to Carrick Rangers and a lot of people thought well they're going to turn over Carrick aren't they whoa you don't want to be Carrick on Sunday no way and then result for Carrick Rangers as well so uh, a tricky patch for Linfield I've absolutely no doubt that they'll come through it and I do believe that it won't be long until an Irish league club makes the group stages of European football I I really don't think it's far away and I I really also truly believe it should have been this year and I think deep down Linfield will believe that too but look football doesn't owe you any favours and quite often it'll kick you in the you know where Uh, so they'll have to dust themselves off the Blues as they go to the Sky Blues and their former manager David Jeffrey will have his players ready for what will be an exciting game. I think this programme, in, in some ways, because of who we got on it, uh, it's looking at upsets, isn't it, really? Because Newry City winning against Glenavon, stuffing them on their travels. Incredible result. Definitely an upset. We'll be talking to John McGovern in a little while. And uh, we're starting with an upset, too, because that win for Carrick Rangers definitely was an upset because Carrick Rangers haven't beaten Linfield in the league in my lifetime until the weekend. 1987 was the last time it happened. And on the score now to talk about his role in that big win for the Amber Army and Stuart King's side. Because he got himself on the score sheet. Carrick Rangers midfielder Andy Mitchell. Andy, welcome back onto the score. Thanks for thanks the on, Michael. Great to be on the show. Uh, now, let's set the record straight right away. Because I was out of the country I was keeping an eye on things via Twitter and the first goal update I saw from Linfield said it was a deflection but when I watched the video I couldn't see one <laughs> <laughs> on the on the BBC highlights it looks like it's an absolute worldly but yes um, I did say straight away in the interview after that they'd take a deflection off uh, Jamie Mulgrew's head so I did own up um, obviously BBC have done me a favour there and showed it from a different angle where you don't see the deflection it actually <laughs> just looks like it's went straight into the top corner but from where I hit it, that definitely came off Jamie Mulgrew's head, and and it was just fortunate for me to flee in the 
top left corner. <laughs> well, it was a sweet strike. That's very honest of you to admit that. But um, regardless, because you, you didn't actually have very much time when the ball arrived at you, was it just an instinctive thing really to take the shot? Okay, you, I, I used a hole in midfield, and over the years you sort of pick up the ball in that area, and you sort of usually have a dig, and sometimes they hit the car parks, and sometimes <laughs> sometimes they hit the back end up, and just fortunate this time that they hit the ball, and I was in the top left corner, so. No, it was uh, it was great to get my first goal for Carrick, and um, I thoroughly enjoyed the moment. I know it was against my my ex team and my ex mates and my ex sort of manager, but it was hard to it was hard to sort of keep the emotions in, and and it is what it is. Well, you have to enjoy these moments, especially when you consider you know Carrick Rangers just don't beat Linfield. That's something that's you know happened once before in the league. This is only the second time, so no one really gave you a chance going into the game. Um, does that ever? help you in any way you know the, the sort of the pressure's off or, or is it part of your psyche going in saying well let's let's end that run um, no it's just more of a case of us looking at us um, we've we've actually started the season very well in my opinion I think um, I think it started from well obviously in Uri game we went we went down and also scorched River goal I think it was the top river goal of the season so far from the Uri midfielder um, obviously Kramer for a play to him but we reacted really well in that game, got a good win, got a good start to the season. And then we, we played Chippenville away and we went we went one nil down after another cracking goal, a, a well worked sort of routine from Chippenville for a play to the game. But we reacted well and we got a good we got in a half time, two one up. And uh from then we, I think I think a few decisions cost us and then we, we were sort of backs against the wall. We then played Cole Rain and we didn't dominate the game, but we had we created a lot of chances, and we probably got, could have got something out of the game. And then uh, obviously, so there was a lot of that. So our confidence is not; it wasn't low. So we went into the game knowing we we were creating chances before in games, and we are a good squad. It was just a it was just a case of it was just a case of them feeling coming to town, and there was a big crowd. It was a Sunday game, and and we just rallied the moment. And to be fair, again, it wasn't we weren't we weren't in the game in, in any way. I thought I thought we took our chances. Um, Linfield or Linfield to do what they do and you've seen I said in the interview you've seen over the years them scoring equalisers and them scoring last minute winners and and we read our luck at times but you know, it was it was great to get that result Well that is what it's about at the end of the day isn't it it's a results business and it wasn't a case of even you know well you, you scored your goal and you hung on Linfield equalised a, a really good finish from Ethan Devine the way he controls that ball coming over uh, the, the defender's shoulder brings it down and, and sticks it in the bottom corner wonderfully but Carrick go and score again and it's something that you've so far been able to do two goals in every game that you've played in the league and when you've just outlined the the opposition uh, it's a positive isn't it because sometimes the teams down the bottom end of the table can struggle to get on the score sheet as regularly Yeah, like you said it yourself I think even the vine took his goal wonderfully. It was a great strike and, and, and fair play to the kid. He's actually come in. I think he's been a breath of fresh air from the league in terms of stepping up and someone stepping up from the league and scoring in, in massive games and, and bringing the club forward. And, and I'm sure he said himself that he, he probably played a huge part in Linfield's title success and getting into Europe and even the goal against TNS and extra time was at it. So it's great to see that. Um, for us, yeah, we, as you say, we've, we've scored two plus goals a game and but we are we're creating chances. I think I think we have a identity on how we play. I think we can mix it a bit. I think we've got experience. We've got a bit of youth, and 
And I think teams know that now, so they know when they come to the likes of us and they play against us, they know they sort of know what we're getting. And again, you, you go, you sort of look at the league now. There is no, there is no easy games. You look at the Nuri and Glavin's result the other night. So, um, no, I'm, I'm delighted to be a part of it all. And as you said, it's Limfield. It's Limfield do what Limfield do, but we, we got them on a, on a good day. A lot of people are saying it was probably the best time to play Limfield. Um, it, it probably was to a certain extent, but it's. As I said, it's it's still infield, and it's still it's still a hard task, and we just got on the we just got on the good side of them. Well, just to flag it for Newry City fans, one of the architects of that incredible win at Mournview will be on the show uh, shortly, so do stick around for that. But uh, in terms of Carrick Rangers, Andy, was there much of a conversation to to lure you to the club? They've obviously strengthened quite a bit, but um, you know you're at. You're at Larne, you're on loan now at Carrick. Was it was it a, a, a something you had to mull over or was it a, a rather quick call to go, Okay, this is a good move for me? No, it actually came about um it actually came about pretty in a, in a unique way. Um obviously I was at I'm contracted to Larne Football Club and I'm on loan, but um Larne have offered me the opportunity to become a, a full time coach at the club in terms of taking the scholarship and coaching something I'm really, really passionate about. But I'm also very passionate about playing football, and it's it's what I love to do. I love playing playing the game, and I love being out there on a Saturday, being around being around the players, being being in that environment. So, as much as I, I love the coaching, Lauren were able to give me that opportunity to go and loan to a part time team, and and Craig was the one to choose in the end. I went and met a few teams, went and spoke to a few managers, and actually uh, when I spoke to Stuart, he went come and met me at the Crown Plaza. I was actually doing my uh, UFA coaching license and uh, listen, he's he's a, he's a character. Um, but what it would say, it's it's someone who you would you love to play for and you give your absolute all for him when you go out on Saturday because that's what he brings. He's all energy, he's all enthusiasm, and his heart is is incredible. It's in the right place, and I actually can't speak high enough of him as a as a manager so far. I love his work. I love what the club are doing. Kim and Scotty are are brilliant together, and they've been brilliant with me in terms of. Just let me come in, let me enjoy my football, and I think there's just a wee bit of a mutual respect there. And, and listen, I'm really enjoying playing under them. I'm really happy I made the decision to come to Carrick because for now it's 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 paying off, and I'm really enjoying life at Carrick. If you hadn't have agreed, he probably would have shoved you in the bit of his car, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other that's the other side of it. Um, he didn't really give me an opportunity to say no, so no, listen, no, I'm delighted. He's a he's a great guy, him and Scotty, and and the club and as I said I'm, I'm really enjoying life with Carrick so far and with the players that are in there as well you know in years gone by and I said this when Curtis Allen was on the show a couple of weeks ago it does seem that Carrick are now able to attract a higher profile of player than maybe they have been in, in previous years and you know in more recent times does that weigh in your mind when you're joining a club or considering joining a club who else is there who are they talking to how serious they are yeah, one hundred percent. Obviously, when you're going to the, one of the, the sorry, the bottom six without being disrespectful, you sort of look to see who they're signing, um, where you think they're going to where going to be come the end of the season. Again, you got to make that decision. And to be fair, I've seen it as a more of a little challenge. Of I've been very, very fortunate that I've been at good clubs in this league. And when I first came home, I signed for the Crews in a in a fantastic dressing room. Alexis Sean O'Neill, Craig McLean, Dottie Cadell, I could go on, Richard Clark. That dressing room was incredible for me coming into the league for the first time and 
making that transition from being across the water to coming back. It, they made it so easy for me, just the ground at me straight away. They showed me what it's like to be a, a sort of Irish League player and going out every week and sort of fighting for the team, which was incredible. And then I went to Linfield, where biggest club in the country in terms of the attitude towards winning every week and what it's like to win every week and you, and you have to win every week. Then I went to Larne, um, the structure that are building here. So it's, it's, I've been very, very fortunate and I've been appreciated as the clubs have been at. So to make that transition to no disrespect, like a bottom, the bottom six sides and a, sort of like a part-time team, I'm not going to lie, it, is, it was sort of, it was daunting for me because I didn't know how I was going to take it. I spoke to, I spoke to my fellow ex-teammates in, in the league and people who have done it in the past who have been at the clubs and went and they all gave me good feedback and they all told me that you're going to learn you're going to learn more from this experience than you've ever learned that the likes of them feeling the crews because this is sounds silly but you get used to winning and you, and, you, and you take it for granted when you go to like the the bottom six teams and you're probably not you're probably winning one every five or you might win one every three and you're drawing a few and you realise what it takes to win a game and what it means to people and, and I'm certainly seeing that side of it now so when making that decision you're always going to be weary but I've seen it as a real challenge for me and it's one that I'm relishing and it's one that I really want to want to help carry and make, make sure to do well and push up that table as much as we can and people are saying obviously we're going to be in a dog fight and you sort of look at the table so far and there's teams that haven't picked up points there's teams that have only picked up a win or a draw here and there but Listen, we, we just have to look after ourselves and we just have to like sort of go out every weekend and try and pick up as much points as we can and, and grow the table and see where it gets us, um, see where it gets us come Christmas and then we'll take it from there. I mean, you only have to look at last season, see how rare it is really for, you know, sort of the bottom four teams to be beating teams in the, the top three or four in the league. It just doesn't happen very often. As much as everyone likes to say anyone can beat anyone and all that, it's a, a tough yeah. thing to do, and yet you were able to do it. And people had spoken going into the Linfield game about the, the wounded animal and, and what they would be like. Um, you've come out the right side of that. Well, I'm sure Glenavon are going to feel like wounded animals. Gary Hamilton didn't hold back after the match. He said he was embarrassed to be the manager on the night and you know he's another person that has accomplished so much in his career and um, I think it was a real low point for them just how how handily they were beaten in the end by Nuri so you're you're bound to be expecting a reaction aren't you when you go to Mournview on Saturday oh, you, Gary Hamilton said they're they're always they're always going to give you a game I think I think you don't know what you're going to get from from their side that's the problem they can turn up and they can be like they can be like Barca they can be any team on their day um, I've played with a lot of other players in the class and they're, they're top players there there's no doubt about it but um, hopefully we get hopefully we get the other Glenavon where we turn up and we can we can sort of do a job on them again but no huge respect for Gary Hamilton's side they're, they're a great side they play really expansive football if ever, and they're always high scoring games and I'm sure it'll be a thriller on Saturday there's no, there's no doubt about it and just looking at, you know, you, you've got sort of the Mid-Ulster, uh, two big Mid-Ulster clubs back-to-back, it's ported down after that as well. Uh, it's an important little period in the season. It seems crazy to be talking about, uh, you know, vital points this early on, but I'm sure ported down fans were looking and going, Carrick have won, Yuri have won. They're under a wee bit of pressure there for us. So um, if you're able to, to do the business in the next couple of weeks, I might just give you a wee bit of breathing space, which uh, you can never look past, really, can you? 
yeah, it's, it's, it's mad you're saying that because I, I think the build up to the first game against Newry, um, sometimes teams would, you'd rather play the, against the Linfield, the Glens or the Crews because there's probably no pressure on you in that game. But from us, for us, from our point of view, I and mean, Newry, from our point of view, that it was two bottom so called sides against each other. And it's probably the first time in my career where the first game of the season was a was a six pointer. <laughs> and it's sort of just filtered in now to the next couple of games because we have had sort of the Corey and Clintonville and Linfield there and we've picked up obviously three points over them three games which was which was good good for us um, we believe we could have picked up more but I think you said it um, in terms of beating Linfield it's, in terms of beating the top six I think surely gives us a stat before the game that we only picked up three points last year against the top, top five sides so it was incredible for us to get that this early in the in the season. But as you say, I guess it's massive this week stint now as us for massive, but we can't we can't take it for granted either because we've you've seen how hard it is to pick up points in this league now and the games change. I was at Newry and the Cruiser on Saturday and I watched Newry play the cruiser in the first half and um during the game I thought Newry have got this in the bag and then all of a sudden, crews turn it up a notch, and they mm-hmm. they come on second half and and they do well. So it's it's so hard to pick up points in this league. So when you, when you've got them, you've got a when you've got teams by the by the neck. You sort of got to take your chances and and making sure you take away them three points at the end of the day. And fortunately for us on Saturday, that that's what we've done. I think everyone's sick of hearing the fact that I've been away in Italy and having a lovely time. Not much of a time to show for it, Andy, <laughs> to be honest. But I was keeping up to date with the Irish league scores. And yeah. uh, there was a tweet from Conor McGreevy, former chairman at Warren Point, saying, you know, Newry are hard done by. It should be 2-0 up at this stage. And then the next yeah. tweet, you know the way Twitter is, the next tweet directly after it says, Newry won Crusaders 2. And I went, isn't that just typical <laughs> Irish league football in a nutshell? I know, I know. I got the game to be fair and I thought Newry caused them real problems. And then obviously the crews came out in the second half. I think it changed the shape a bit and uh, sort of went a wee bit longer. And uh, Newry, they got, they got a good... Curry's got a decent goal, the first goal, and then Yuri sort of stopped back and invited the pressure. And then um, the second goal, they probably they probably thought they could have done done a little bit better with it. But again, the Curry's were on top then, and they sort of they took over in terms of momentum of the game. But as you said, it, it changes so quickly. Um, it, again, you look at us against Clintonville, we went out two one at half time, or in the space of fifteen minutes, we were down to ten men. Um, it was two each, and our backs against the wall, solitude away. So. It changes so quickly in football, and so while it's there, you've, you've got to take it. Since you had a look at Crusaders, and, and obviously you know all about Lauren, what's your thoughts on that game at CVU? I'm going to be at that one uh, on commentary. I'm really looking forward to heading to it. Um, it should be a close run thing. It's going. To, I think it's going to be an absolute smasher. To be honest, I think. Um, I think all the games in the, in the league this year are they're they're all good games. I think the Irish League is good value for money. I think. There's top players playing the league now. You have to look the likes of the Glens and Conor McManaman, who's been called up to Northern Ireland squads mm-hmm. recently. And it, the talent in the league is no doubt, no doubt about it. It's it's superb, and it must be a good watch now for the for the for the neutral in terms of fans. But in terms of Friday night to the Crews and Larne, they're they're always good games. I think um, I think Larne have signed really well this summer. I also think the Crews. After the back of the Irish Cup win last year, they're on a wee bit of a of a high, so there, there'll be there'll be a wee bit of intensity to the game. There'll be a wee bit of nervousness, of course there will. But I think once once the first goal goes in, I think we could have a 
we're going to have another high-scoring game and a, and a free and a free for all game, which will be will be certainly great to watch from the outside in. Well, I hope it's a ding dong game and not a nil niler. Uh, no. <laughs> he says selfishly, we'll blame you, Andy. Otherwise, uh, <laughs> just finally, you mentioned your your coaching, and obviously that's something that Lauren have given you the opportunity to do uh, now on a full time basis with them. Um, what's the the long term goal for you uh, in coaching? You know, could we see you as an Irish League manager one day? Um, yes, hopefully, hopefully. Um, that's 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 my first steps, obviously, to coaching. Um, I run my own coaching business outside of football, but it's more it's more participation in in football. Um, this here is my sort of first steps in the proper coaching, where I'm on the pitch every day with the Lauren scholarship players, and and listen, there's been a breath of fresh air for me. I've actually got my my first game on Friday night here, bowing all the way. Funny enough, um, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that one. Um, but yeah. I've been on the pitch every day. The club have been, I've been really grateful of the club in terms of offering this opportunity. It doesn't come about in this country very, very often. You're able to get a full-time job within football and, mm-hmm. and especially letting me go out and still, still enjoy my football, playing for Tariq and still have a feel-good factor on a, on a Saturday about still playing. Um, I'm, I'm 30. I don't know if that's old or, or young. I'm sort of just right, right in the middle <laughs> there, but. Um, no, I've, I'm really grateful for the opportunity that it's given me. Um, I'm really enjoying the role, and I do want to go into management someday. But for now, it's just all about learning, making mistakes, and learning off the likes of the Gary Havens, the Kieran Lynch, the Shams, um, all around the club. So to have that um, and back that up with what I've dealt with in the past in terms of managers and coaches, and just take wee bits off every single one of them, and try and sort of put have me on a identity and where I want to play and. I'm, I'm really enjoying it, so I'm a wee bit nervous in my first game here on Friday for the teams, but it is it is what it is, and and uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. But yeah, definitely I wanna I wanna grow now as a coach. I wanna as well still play football, but I wanna grow as a coach, and hopefully one day yeah, I would like would love to be a manager. That's what I was gonna say. I'm sure a wee bit of nerves. It's only natural at the end of the day. Who's your assistant? Um, Keith O'Hara. Very good. So Keith, Keith takes a Keith takes the 20s here at Lauren, and I take the teams, and we just work under each other. So, um, yeah, Keith can Keith can take the team talk for me on Friday. I'll be in the toilet playing <laughs> sick. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's to be fair. Keith's been Keith's been brilliant. Someone I came into the league as well, and um, my first game was against Portadown. Keith was captain of Portadown. I was against Portadown for the cruise, and Keith was yeah. actually the captain for Portadown, and he knew what he was all about then, and so. I'm now working with him, and he's been a breath of fresh air. To be honest, he's brilliant with the kids. He's his coaching style is unbelievable, and he's just a great guy to have around me and learn off. So, again, um, I'm I'm loving working with him at the moment, and someone someone I can always like rely on, and someone I can I can lean on if I need any advice, which is which is brilliant for me. You must have no free time. So you've the full time coaching job. You've your own coaching business, and you're a part time footballer. So that's training, different nights, matches, etc. I mean, does anyone in your like friend group ever see you? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 a life of being footballer, being involved in football. Unfortunately, every manager or player will probably tell you the same thing. It's it's twenty four seven. It's a it's a twenty four seven job. Your phone's nonstop and especially now that I'm mixing it as well as a coach and, and still playing. It's, it is tough, but listen, I love it. Um, it's very, very manageable. You just get in a routine and you sort of just go along with it. It's very manageable and I'm, I'm loving it so far. It's, it's what I've wanted to do since I've 
been been young and growing up, you you want to play football, you want to be involved in football, and I've just been given that opportunity. Where now I'm sort of at a transition stage where I'm sort of still playing, but I'm transferring to be a coach now, and it, it is tough, but um, it is what it is, and I'm I'm relishing the chance, I'm relishing the whole opportunity of doing it. Can't wait for you to make me feel really old, Andy, because I'm only a couple of years older than you, but you know, there'll be a commentary game in a few years' time. Going, I remember when he was a player, you know, ugh, just horrible. Hopefully it's not next year. Hopefully it's not next year. <laughs> I'll, I'll second that. Uh, it's great talking to you, and I love hearing somebody who's chasing their dream and, and trying to further themselves. That's clearly what you're doing, and I wish you every bit of success, especially for your first night in the dugout. So uh, thanks yeah. for coming on, and best of luck. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for having me on, and hopefully see you again soon, Pat. The score with Michael Clark. It is time for us to get our next guest on to the show. And what a week this man has had already. Two goals, and more importantly for his team, three points in a 5-1 win at Mournview Park. Of course, I'm referring to Newry City. And the guy that was getting the goals very early on in that game, John McGovern. John, first time on the programme. Great to have you on. Thanks for having me, Michael. Thank you. Uh, what a week it has been for you. Uh, I doubt you could have imagined a game going much better. Yeah, obviously it was a great, great performance from the team and a great win all round for us. Obviously, we played. I thought we played very well the first three games, and obviously the results didn't go our way. And then going down to Glenavon and getting a result like we did just was just a great reflection on how we can play and why we deserve to be in the in the Premiership. For anyone that wasn't at Mournview, what exactly happened? I mean, you know, looking at it, I remember checking the score uh, about 30 minutes into the game and saying, hold on, what? (laughs) 3-0, you know, it was after what was it, 15 minutes or so, you'd got three goals already. Um, Daniel Hughes adding a year or two, uh, Declan Carville and and James Thielen adding them uh, later on in the match. But how did you get off to such a great start? Was it something that you'd spoken about or did the chances just fall your way? Uh, I swore it was a wee bit of both. I knew we obviously knew we had to start fast, and it was obviously going to be a tough game, and we were all psyched to play. So we sort of started on the front foot. We got on the ball a lot more than Glenavon, and got the ball down. We played a bit better, and then the chances just came our way. And thankfully, we took them when they came earlier on in the game. So I think it's just the aspect of being a wee bit more clinical in front of the goal as well. From obviously myself, and then then go to. Well, you talk about being clinical in front of goal. Is that something you've been working on? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, first couple of games I had chances and just didn't put them away. Could have got us points, and so it's one of the main aspects of my game, which I need to improve on as well. Well, sometimes watching on, I think you're so fast approaching things. Uh, you wonder, you know, is slowing down the real art? Yeah, literally just slowing everything down, not even just slowing down yourself, actually slowing things down in your head and just that wee extra second or that wee bit of composure just to find a net or find a corner or whatever you have to do to get there. What I loved from your post-match interview, because I saw a clip of it that the BBC shared, was you were reminding us all, really, that you know this is your first season as a Premiership player. These are your first few matches in top-flight football, um, which you know people can lose the run of themselves a little bit can't they and it sounds like you're trying to keep your feet on the ground yeah definitely obviously I've played a lot in the championship and mm-hmm. I've been playing for Newry since I was 16 but just delighted that I'm, I'm still with Newry and we're in the premiership again and hopefully kick on from this season and stay up which is the main goal so far 
Well, at the end of season, uh, party, awards, whatever you want to call it, certainly party seems to be a fair reflection. That was a good night, John. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The manager, uh, Darren Mullen, was really pleased to tell everybody in attendance you'd signed a new contract. Just how important was it for you to remain a Newry City player? Yeah, obviously it was a big decision for me as well when you're sort of at this age and you're trying to decide what the best case scenario for yourself is. There's a lot of thought goes into it and obviously me and my dad who sort of my so-called agent would obviously <laughs> discuss a lot about it and thought it was the right decision, especially with me being still in university and obviously want to get my studies nailed before I go anywhere or try anything else. So definitely staying at Newry for another year at least would, was the best option. How beneficial to your career do you think the manager has been? Oh, huge. For me going, like I, I sort of played underage with Mill Stars and was breaking into Wimbledon Stars seniors when I was in around like 15 and then I completely took a year out and Darren just sort of took a chance on me when I was sort of coming back into soccer and said listen I'll give you a shot here you play a few friendlies in pre-season and obviously since then I've kicked on and done well nearly since that so definitely credit to Darren for giving me that chance at the very start. Yeah, it takes a manager to give you a chance, but it takes a player as well to to grasp it uh, and really run with it. And it, it seems that uh, Darmall is not afraid really of of giving young players that opportunity. Um, you know, I already mentioned it, but James Teelan's another young fellow that seems to be doing very well there. Yeah, obviously Darren, he he'll bring young fellows in and he'll see what they're like in training, and obviously what you do in training reflects on what you might do in a real situation on the pitch. So yeah, you're definitely not afraid to give young fellows a chance. That championship, I think in many ways people are almost relieved to get out of it, not in a slight to the league, but just in a reflection of how competitive it is. Uh, were you surprised just how hard the last couple of years have been to to, to get Newry into the Premiership? Yeah, definitely. You know, a lot of people say, oh, the standard of the championship is nowhere near the Premiership and things like that, but there's different teams that play a different style of football. It's nasty, it's proper men's football, and you sort of get hardened as well playing that sort of that sort of football. So nearly getting in the Premiership, like right, you're going to be playing against teams that are they're going to try and play around you. They're not going to camp in their own half and kick balls out of play. That sort of thing. Obviously, there's still a wee bit of element of that because you're playing Irish League and men's football too. But definitely the standard standard ways is a it's a massive jump. And does it take a while, even individually, to to get used to that that sort of I guess you're playing against better defenders as an attacker. It, it means you have to work a, a wee bit smarter at, at times. Yeah, obviously you're going to have to adjust to everything that's new to you. So obviously coming from championship standard and then moving into a higher level, you're you're playing against better players, playing against better teams, better systems, you've better coaches. So everything's obviously another step up. So you just try and have to adapt that yourself with your whatever in your training or doing wee extra bits and pieces just to try and give you that wee bit of an edge. And, you know, the fixture list probably hasn't been too kind to you. You know, you look at the, the first three games, you say, well, lost all three. The Carrick Rangers game, that's probably a match that you would target teams like Carrick, like Portadown, I would imagine, Dungan and Swifts, and think, you know, those are the teams you want to be beating. You weren't able to do that on opening day. After that, Linfield and Crusaders. So uh, Glenavon certainly wasn't a sure thing, although the result would tell a different story. So uh, with, with that in mind, uh, you won't be too scared heading into your next game, but it's another big challenge in Glentoran. Yeah, obviously Glentoran, they're a massive club and 
we obviously got them last year in, in the Irish Cup and I thought we played very well against them. I know obviously we went through and all the speculation about what happened there, but uh, we'll not go into that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought we played very well against them last year and just goes to show like we're, we're at that standard of football and we shouldn't really have anything to be afraid of. With, I guess, naturally, when teams get promoted, people talk about, you know, uh, the plucky team fighting hard, trying their best. I get the sense from the outside looking in that that you, your teammates, your manager, don't really want that to be the narrative this season. You want to prove that you belong. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, from the very start, you get that tag. You're only promoted. Oh, they're going to be fighting relegation. They're going to be scrapping everyone, picking up small points against terrible teams, all that sort of thing. But obviously, we had a couple of signings there to strengthen the squad too. With that depth and sort of the way we play and we've been training, I think we'll be in round mid-table this season, definitely pushing further up than people would think. It's good to set the targets high and I think you see sometimes when, when people set the bar too low for themselves, if you if you miss a low bar, you're in big bother. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, at the start of the season, yeah, you, you know where you're going to sort of sit around the table, but you always have to have a an end goal as well or a higher goal because if you've achieved your first one straight away you're obviously going to have nothing else to push on to so yeah definitely aiming high is what we're going to do this season and in terms of yourself an under 21 international for Northern Ireland um, how valuable has that experience been for you uh, up to this stage in your career playing international level Mm -hmm. yeah obviously it's massive you're you're going away you're playing with players obviously the homegrown players and then there's players over in England and stuff too that have been playing through academies but when you go away for whatever it is a week 10 days you're nearly for well for me it's like I'm playing full-time football because I'm playing every single day you're doing two sessions you're getting your proper recovery that sort of thing so obviously that's a massive help for me and the way I play too obviously developing my own game because you've already had double figures in terms of under 21 caps so it shows that you're doing something right and it also shows that you know Newry City are being watched even when they were outside of the Premiership it, it didn't deter an international manager and giving you those call-ups Yeah obviously I think even other lads I know uh, Calvin McCurry was in around the fringe of the squad as well and he was playing in the Championship but it just goes to show that if you're if you're playing men's football and you're playing well you'll, you'll get a chance somewhere and obviously very grateful to get Picked for the Northern Ireland 21 and never thought in a million years they'd be anywhere near it. But um, yeah, it just goes to show if you're performing well, you're scoring goals and you're checking boxes, then you can get a chance. Um, you strike me as someone that just seems to be good at whatever he turns his hand to, an accomplished GAA player as well. John, have you always been so hatefully talented at sport? <laughs> <laughs> to a certain extent, yeah, well... Apart from golf, I definitely, definitely am not great at golf. Now, so <laughs> What's your that's handicap? One thing. I don't even have one. <laughs> I'm going to pitch and putt for now. <laughs> well, uh, that's good. At least we know that you're definitely human. <laughs> <laughs> um, having the, I guess, growing up and playing a, 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 you know, multiple sports is something that stood you in good stead. Was that something that was encouraging your family deliberately, or is it just kind of what happened by, just, just by circumstance? No, uh, my dad, he always played, um, he played Gaelic and he played soccer as well throughout his life, so it was sort of a bit of both when I was younger, I was playing Gaelic and then I joined a soccer club as well and I was always balancing them through 
up until I was about the age of, well, I'm still sort of balancing it now, playing a wee bit of Gaelic whenever I can, but mainly soccer, obviously, at the minute. But, um, yeah, it definitely just came from my dad, from playing both throughout his life. And you're uh, you're tiptoeing towards your 20th birthday, so still very much a young man. I'm sure um, you've got some big goals in your career that you'd like to tick off, if possible. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, I've my own goal set. Obviously, in Yuri's a team, we have goals set for this year, and God knows where any of us could be in the following year, so we'll just have to wait and see. But, yeah, I think the main thing is for myself as well. Individually, you have your own goals too. And would that be... Long term, maybe looking across the water. Um, possibly. Obviously, uni is a massive thing for me as well. Getting my studies done, I always have something to fall back on. But yeah, obviously, the main goal is anyone as a child or a young teenager. You see all the professionals on TV, and you obviously want to be be like them. But yeah, that would definitely be one of the main goals anyway. There's options around now, isn't there? You know, I'm, I'm sure, and I, I'm led to believe League of Ireland clubs have had an interest in you in recent months, and uh, you look at the opportunities in the Irish League too. So, uh, you know, once upon a time you'd have had to have gone somewhere else, whereas you might not have to travel too far up or down the country now to to get those opportunities. Yeah, obviously yeah, there was interest when last Christmas time, and then there was interest of League of Ireland club just at the very end of the season. But yeah, there's. You don't need to go too far for full-time clubs. Obviously, you have the top six in the Premiership and then the League of Ireland, they're nearly all full-time as well. And that's the way sort of things seem to be going. In the Irish League too, there's a lot of teams going to, I think, turn full-time in the next couple of years. So even if I get an opportunity somewhere there or maybe in the bigger picture across the water as well, I'd be happy to take it. Yeah, and I don't think anyone would begrudge you as well. Darren Mullen will be cursing at his radio saying, Michael, you're trying to get him a move already and the season's <laughs> just started. I'm not, I'm not doing that, Darren, but uh, it's it's just I always like hearing about people's ambition and, and where they want to be. Uh, what is it you're studying at university? I'm curious. Uh, study business and IT in Queen's University. Oh, well, there you go. My goodness. You'll have us all bought and sold by the end of that. <laughs> No, I don't know about that. We'll wait and see how results go for this year. So, <laughs> uh, how long have you got left in in your course? I'm only at, I'm only starting my second year of university now this this semester. So, I still have another placement and then a final year to do as well. So, plenty to go. Yeah, plenty to go. You see, you're you're making boys like me feel very old now, John. I just I just have to look back with a wee teary eye about my university days. <laughs> Once upon a time up in Coleraine, feel like further and further ago. Uh, it's an exciting season ahead. It'll be really exciting to see uh, how things end up for you and for your team. But uh, for now, thank you very much for coming on to the score. Cheers, Michael. Not a bother. Thanks for having me. The score with Michael Clark. John McGovern of Newry City. There, good to hear from John. His club were busy on deadline day. Three signings, including a loan deal to bring Kieran O'Connor in from Glen Torren. And I think it's fair to say Glen Torren have been involved in some interesting deadline day movements, haven't they? In for them, Terry Devlin from Dungannon Swifts. But on the way out of the club, Ben Cushney going to the Swifts on loan as part of the deal. But also, and maybe more curiously, Kieran Marin in a permanent transfer to Dungannon Swifts. Now, that is a huge coup for Dean Shields and co. And I'm sure he can't quite believe that he's been able to make it happen. No disrespect 
to the Swifts, but there were other suitors looking around. Maybe Glentoran didn't want to sell to a rival, but you wonder, might the rivals now be circling Dungannon Swifts instead? And uh, even if he's at the Swifts for a few months before he's contemplating his next move, uh, it could well be a win-win for the Stangmore side and potentially for Killen Marin too, having fallen out of favour at the Oval. Uh, elsewhere, uh, some of the moves, you know, Linfield got their business done early. They didn't have to race about with anything on deadline day. Lauren have brought in Sean Want, a free agent who had been playing in Scotland, spent some time on loan at Peterhead, but was at uh, the Ackies Hamilton. Uh, so he is in and be interesting to see if he gets a debut against the Crews. Crusaders also making a deadline day signing. Macaulay Snellgrove coming in on loan from Hull City. But uh, this man too, joining us now, is a deadline day deal. He's gone from Coleraine to Cliftonville and he might be getting an outing this weekend. Let's see if he's been given any assurances. Joining us now on the show is Aaron Trainer. Yes, Miguel. Thanks very much for bringing me on. On the move, deadline day transfer. Uh, nothing like uh, things being announced at the last minute to, to keep you on your toes. <laughs> Literally, the last minute is a bit of a funny one, but it all just happened so quicker at the, the last week of the transfer window. Um, not something I'm used to. It was a wee bit new and surreal for me. Um, but yeah, I got the move in the end and a wee bit closer to home and joined a really good club in Clinville. I'm looking forward and excited to the challenge. It's normally the thing that happens to strikers, isn't it? These uh, last-minute bids and things like that. But, look, you never know what's going to happen in football and, and that's proven to be the case. What's this week been like for you? It's been strange. I, I don't think I expected, to be honest. Uh, I know getting closer to the transfer window, I expected to be a Korean player, but things change. And uh, Clinville have obviously had issues with injuries and stuff like that and, and they've had to make a move and... I've had to probably just look back and think about my life and my kids and geographically and stuff. It, it suits me probably a wee bit better and good club and it ticks all the right boxes for me to maybe make the change and make the move. And I did think about it and I've run over my head many times, but uh, now that I've made my decision, I'm, I'm happy with it and I'm, I'm looking forward to, to getting started. I'm sure in some ways it's bittersweet leaving Coleraine. You'd given five years of service to the club and it seemed like you really enjoyed your time there. Yeah, it was. I joined five years ago and had a great five years. Unbelievable when you look back at some of the achievements and cup finals and, and medals and then Europe, European campaigns, league runs, you name it. We, we, quite, we achieved quite a lot in the five years. I didn't think I would have achieved that, to be honest with you, but... No, it was even last night I said my goodbyes to the, to the club, the players and all the staff and I, I can't thank Colin McKendry, Orn in particular, just the support that I've had from the end too, on and off the pitch is mind-blowing. I don't think people really understand what support they give me behind the scenes and I know you've had me on, you've sort of mentioned the gambling and stuff before, With so even stuff like that they've helped me with off the pitch and can't thank them enough and Big Winky Murphy as well, travelling up and down the road with him for five years and he had my back every day. I was probably one of my big supporters up at Corian. So nothing but good memories, nothing but good things to say about everyone involved in the club. And we, we don't leave in bad terms whatsoever. If, if anything, last night there was a bit of a roller coaster for everyone. Just it'll be a big gap in my life, a big change in my life. And I think uh, hopefully I can leave, we, leave them with good memories as well. Were you 
I know you're saying you were, you know, almost prepared to stay on. Um, you certainly weren't, you hadn't fallen out with anybody or anything like that, as far as I know, Aaron. But, uh, you know, when you saw new faces coming in, did you think that was going to be a limit to y- your minutes this season, or was there any sort of concerns? I think naturally, when when your club signs a player who's sort of in your position, you you do feel it's going to be another challenge and and something I was prepared to take on. I was I was injured the sort of end of last season and coming into pre-season and stuff, I got an injection. I had a lot of problem with my groin and still getting through it and still getting closer to, to sort of full rehab and hopefully be playing soon. But we've we've actually in in terms of Korean, they've signed really really well and. I think it was needed just off the back of last year. So it wasn't a surprise to me. But when you see people coming in your position, you maybe think about the bigger picture. Will you play as much games as you have in the last five years? I don't know. I probably doubt it. So a decision once Clinton will come in, then a decision needed to be made. And um, I think it's it's something that's maybe every everything happens for a reason and time and crucial. So maybe just something, maybe a blessing in disguise, to be honest. And, you know, Cliftonville, a big club who were a point away from winning the league last year. So, uh, you know, and some people will say this is a step up. So, you know, Korean fans mightn't like that terminology, but it's certainly not a step down. No, definitely not. The the season they had, they were probably the toughest say that we played up at Korean last year. And obviously they won the League Cup, European, they were in Europe, second in the league by a point, played lovely football. So... No, by no means I'm not taking a step down. Um, definitely a big, big club. Serious fan base. Played against them many a times. Got much loads of stick off them as well along the way. <laughs> but now, now I'm in the red jersey. Hopefully they can, they can support me. And to be honest, they've, they've had a, a decent start. And uh, the way Paddy's been talking and stuff like that, that hopefully we can be up there, challenge them once again. Yeah, Aaron Donnelly obviously moved on. Levi Ives has been injured and all of a sudden they're going... We're very short left back. It must be a compliment that uh, your name came up and that they they put the bid in. A hundred percent. I mean, Aaron Donnelly and, and Levi Ives over the past five years has, has been right up there on the left back in terms of the best left backs in the league. Clinton were very very fortunate to have the two of them. Obviously, Aaron Donnelly got his move to Lauren and, and Levi's now injured, unfortunately. But as you said, it opens the door for me. It's for a club like that to sort of come calling, um, the call rain, uh, and looking for me is, is obviously a compliment to my behalf, and I'm, I'm grateful for it. I've played many games against them, and we've had great rivalry over the years, and I'm just looking forward to actually just playing matches, to be honest. The last couple of days have been a bit of a roller coaster, a bit emotional as well, and just mentally draining, something that I'm not used to, and I just can't wait to actually go out, hear the noise, it's solitude. Um, start playing again because I've been out for a while. But uh, yes, it is. Paddy's come out. And he's targeted me as the as the replacement for Levi while he's injured, and I'm, I'm, I need to step in and big shoes and, and hopefully deliver. And in terms of that, because you mentioned uh, your own recovery from injury, are, are you fit and able to play here at the weekend if selected? I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's a tricky one. I physios would say no. Managers would say, yes, you know how it is. But no, I'm right on the cusp. I've done probably three, four months of rehab. I went for an injection last month on my groin. Um, it was much needed, to be honest. I was struggling with it and playing with it all last season. So I sort of took a step back to hopefully take two steps forward. But I'm right there. I'm probably two weeks away. to be maybe a week or two weeks, ideally, I would probably want to have. But 
if called upon on Saturday, then you just have to do what you do and, and go in and make your mark. And I'm not going to let Paddy down if he calls upon me. No, that's fair enough. And you have to look after yourself as well, because in the long run, he wants you there for the season, not just for a match or two. I know, I know, but you know what managers are like. I'm the same. We're just if, if, listen. If we if we've one leg and we can still move about one leg, we'll still try and force ourselves out in the pitch. But no common sense has to come into it. I'm right there, like a train during the week with Corian. So I, I'm not jumping in too quickly. I'm right there, but it's just whether or not I go to train tonight, get a feel for it, see how I feel, and then I'm making a I make a decision on it then. But no, I'm I'm close. So. Shouldn't be too soon, or shouldn't be too long till I'm back in. And what were the conversations like with Paddy? Was much said, did much needed uh, to be said, but for you to, to, to sign the contract and, and agree the move? Oh, you're putting me under pressure, aren't you? <laughs> 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 no, I mean, it was just the way it happened. It was it was the last thing I expected. So, no, it, just, it, it took for a, a day or two for me just to let it sink in and then just weigh up see if, sort of the benefits of it. And then when I thought about and what Paddy was talking about about last year and sort of the players they have when you actually look at the squad and stuff and the depth that they have, it's, it's frightening. Like it's it's right up there with the best in the league. So once I got talking to him and once I talked to Orr and sort of just thought of everything, I thought like, do you know what? This is this is probably a good a good sort of decision to make to go to Clevenville. As I've already mentioned, it's ten minutes away from my house. My family, my friends have all been supporters of Clevenville over the years. So even getting messages from them and now I can't wait to go and see you and add your more logo and stuff. It, it means a lot to them and probably hasn't sank in just yet. But once I'm out there and friends and families and stuff and you see people out in the streets and the roads and stuff, it'll sink in that you are a big club, big, big Belfast club, big fan base, big backing. So no, I'm looking forward to it. And it, it was a decision that I had to make. It, it was a choice. It was an option that I probably couldn't refuse, to be honest. I know you'll miss... Uh, some of your old teammates and, and some of the coaching staff, you already mentioned a few of them, but I'm uh, sure you won't miss the drive to Corian. <laughs> You'd be surprised. The, the car, I'm very, very fortunate with the people I've drove up with. Everyone knows Winky Murphy in the Irish League circle. Um, funny character. Curtis Allen, even Nye, Lee Lynch, Conor McHenry. So we've always been blessed with a good car. And listen, don't get me wrong, December, November, January, <laughs> when the snow is freezing cold up in Corian. It's tough, but we've always usually had a decent season and we've always usually been doing well, so it makes that wee, wee journey a wee bit easier. And it's nice to hear a player, you know, when they're starting a new chapter with no grudges on the previous club. It doesn't always work out that way. No, I think most people usually want to move because maybe it's not working out for them or moving on to like way bigger and better things but for me it was it's more personal thing and I think Corian understood that that they didn't really want to see me to go I didn't want to go initially and then once I weighed everything up but I just had to make a decision and over the last couple of days we've just been talking about memories and stuff from the past and it's been really nice to to talk to people at the club and the messages have been getting the phone calls and stuff like that there it's 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 strange. It's a strange transfer. It's it's something you don't really see often. But I've given them all the best wishes moving forward, and I hope they have a cracking season. And, and they've told me that they'll be supporting me all the way, even though I'm not in a blue shirt. But it is what it is, and I have only good memories and good things to say about the people up there. If you had to sum it up, what would you say was uh, the, the pinnacle uh, of your time as a bandsider? What what was your favourite memory? It's a strange one. Like we won the Irish Cup, which is probably the obvious. But 
for me, the Marlboro one would be hard to top off, mm. just given the odds were stacked against us massively. We went out there, I wouldn't say underprepared, but we were under strength. We barely even had a squad that day, and we went out and, and just created memories for, for everyone that they'll, they'll never forget. But the Cup Finals are always good ones. The atmosphere, we actually played Clinton ironically in the Irish Cup Final and the League Cup Final just recently passed. So there's so much memories in there. It's hard to name one, but... When I went up, I was an unknown player, and, and when I left, obviously I'm go, going to Clevenville, and what I've achieved and what they've supported me with over the last five years, it's crazy. I never thought I'd have been there so long. I never thought I would have been there to create so many memories and have so many successful times. So it's hard to pick one, but the Marlborough night is just a, a night I'll never forget. Well, let's hope your time at Cliftonville is as happy a time for you. It sounds like you're going to get tortured with family members and friends coming out of the woodwork for tickets. <laughs> I was actually working today and you're, you're already hearing it <laughs> from three or four people no it, listen the more the better do you know what I mean the more my family and friends get to see me they haven't been able to see me as much obviously because Korean's quite a track mm-hmm. but no it'd be nice to get my kids and stuff around they've no excuse not to go they're 10 minutes away so <laughs> I'm sure my mum and stuff will bring them around and then as you say friends family it's just nice to see people just about the road and stuff support you and get to go to your matches and I'm really looking forward to it. And just finally to get your thoughts, I've been asking everybody about it really, but on the Irish League and the development of it, it you know, it's, it's such a competitive league and we've been remarking on that for a while, but um, you know, what's your impression of this season and you know what you've seen of teams so far at this early stage? Uh, it's, been, it's a bit strange. It's It's been very cagey, I think, from, from most clubs. I know a lot of teams have, have got wins under their belts, but I've watched a few games over the last couple of weeks and even seen Linfield in Europe, and I thought they were absolutely unbelievable that night, to be honest. And then three, four days later, Carrick beat them. And I was at the Carrick and Korean game and stuff. So it's just crazy. that It's so much talent in this league and every club that... It literally is getting too competitive where if you don't turn up one day, you'll get turned over. Historically, you had enough in the bank to maybe beat the teams at the bottom. But as you can see now, the results of Nuri, the results of Kai Rangers, like you don't turn up, you're getting turned over. And uh, the talent, the pool of players coming from England, Scotland, uh, down south as well, it's, it's only improving the league. And you can see with the European results, we're getting closer and closer and someone will get into those group stages sooner rather than later. And because you've uh, been a part of the squad, you see the improvements at the bandsiders. Just uh, give us your thoughts on just how serious they could be as contenders this season because, let's face it, last season was one to forget for Korean fans. It was. It was probably uh, like a kick up the backside, probably that we needed, to be honest with you. Um I think everyone realised the club had dropped their standards, even on and off the pitch. We weren't doing enough, and and clubs were were, were getting away from us. I know Clinville, for example. I know a couple of players from Clinville. They're in Sundays recoveries, Monday nights, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and you could see the impact that that have on them. So, I think Orm was quick to identify where we were going wrong. He obviously brought in and strengthened the squad with, with some serious signings. So, I think they'll do really well this year. I think. They haven't even got going yet, and even some of the football that I've seen them play in the last three or four weeks, it's been stuff that I haven't seen over the years. I think it'll be a different team. I think it'll be more of a football on the Korean side, you'll see, if I fit the Korean side, you'll see. And I think they will do well, and they'll be right up where I challenge them. 
Well, it, it just adds to the, the dynamic of the league already. You know, we saw what the title race was like last season. Add another team or two into the mix and we could be in for some year. And, uh, well, look, best of luck for your time ahead as a Cliftonville player. Um, great to have you on the show as always, Aaron. Yes, cheers, Michael. Thanks very much. The Score with Michael Clark. Aaron Trainer of Cliftonville there. Thank you to Aaron for coming on to the programme and my other guests as well. John McGovern of Newry City and Andrew Mitchell of Carrick Rangers. We'll be back again next Friday, same time to do it all over again. Remember, in the meantime, if you want to catch up with any of our previous episodes, including my exclusive interview last week with Raymond Crangle, the Irish League referee who told us VAR Light is on the way next season by the looks of it. You can just get us wherever you get your podcast from. Just look for The Score NI and you can follow us on social media too to get an insight into who our guests are going to be and to get all the links to the shows as they are released in case you uh, feel lazy and hate having to search them out. That's an easier way of doing things as well. The Score NI on Facebook, on Twitter and on Instagram. We also love getting your messages and seeing what you have to say. If you're brave enough to put a prediction on for any of the games or if you've got a question you'd like answered in another show or anything like that please don't be afraid to get in touch but for now all that remains to be said is enjoy your weekend of sport bye bye